This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me, as always, my co-host from down under, Jared Morgan. G'day, Chris. How are things today? Uh, things are rather interesting. Uh, got up early in the morning and went and bought a car. Oh, nice. So the, the issue of the car is resolved. It is now resolved, yes. You bought a Tesla, didn't you? We- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, be- before I talk about that, uh, we have a special guest uh, who, you know, he got the bug and therefore wants to contribute again. Hold on one second. This is my son, Mason. Hey, Mason. How you going, mate? I'm good. That's good. So did you have something particular you wanted to talk about today, buddy? Because you were like, can I be on the podcast? <laughs> oh. So what are we talking about today? Uh, well, one of the things we're going to be talking about today is uh, we're going to be talking with Brad Baker, who was on this show called The Shark Tank a couple of weeks ago, uh, and he was pitching his virtual pinball cabinet, and it got picked up by them, and now it's for sale. <laughs> Don't sneeze into the mic. <laughs> oh, man, on me instead. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so... Well, that's kind of cool. I mean, you still have that pinball machine in your garage. At this is what he wanted to come on to. He wants to shame me because yeah. I still haven't fixed my pinball machine that's been sitting in the garage. The only thing that needs to happen with it is that we just need to get Free Gold Watch to release that vector art that they did uh, for the playfield <laughs> and get that as a playfield overlay. And then all of Chris's problems with all the playfield art will be instantly vanished. and It will look pretty awesome. Yeah, you think so. that's, that's what it is? That's all the problem is, yeah. I think I need yeah. to, uh, you know, first put down that spraying of uh, clear coat before anything can be attached to it. Well, that's the idea with the with the uh, the decal or the playfield overlay. You just sand the playfield back to wood. Oh, straight to wood. Yep, and you put the thing straight over the top, and everything works. Ah. So, so that's the beauty of it. And then you clear coat the top of the um uh the decal. Or okay. Put down a mylar or something like that to seal it off. And Do you understand could. that when he's saying decal, he means decal? Decal, yeah. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big glorified sticker, basically, that you put over <laughs> the whole playfield. So, yeah, it's like you. <laughs> so your dad would just be putting a big sticker on his pinball machine, basically, is what he'd be doing. Oh yeah. Well, the <laughs> pinball machine that my dad has is called Firepower. It is. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yes, it's a fun game to play, but at the moment it's a bit of a uh, bit of a mess. Is it actually in pieces at the moment, Mason, or is it actually playable? Can you play it? Nope, it's in pieces. <laughs> That's why I want my dad to to fix it and like kind of clean it and repair it. I at least just want to play it. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. That's sort of what pinball machines are there for. Yeah, you know, the so, uh, the back box is uh, on the ground and the play field itself is completely pulled out of the machine and uh, mm-hmm. is sitting there. It's, it's been like yeah. that for a year. Yeah. Uh, something right. like that. <laughs> yeah, more like 
a year and three fourths. Yeah, yeah, it it does tend to. It, it's funny. Well, when you start to actually try and fix a pinball machine, you just realize how hard it actually is to do it. Um, particularly when there's stuff like playfield um, repairs you need to do because they're they're pretty tricky to do. So I yes. think uh, what, what you should do is yes, they are pretty tricky to do. Mm. Which which this brings us into I'm going to kick you out, buddy, because uh, we're going to do our interview. But you know, considering how much fun it is to actually try and uh, deal with a uh, pinball machine that is in pieces. Let's bring in uh, Brad Baker. Brad is the uh, creator of VB Cabs. He was just seen on Shark Tank two weeks ago, uh, pitching and having it picked up. Virtual pinball cab, where you don't have to worry about any maintenance. Sounds awesome. (laughs) How are you guys doing? Yeah, real good. We're doing good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, it sounds great. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. So... I'm curious to know, how long ago did you actually start building one of these cabinets for the first time? So kind of what happened is uh, I've owned a uh, audio video company for about the past uh, 15 years or so. And my brother owns a couple arcades here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, and uh, okay. he kind of caught the bug about, uh, you know, some random people throwing uh, displays in old pinball cabinets. Uh, and uh, and he said, hey, will you make one for me? I think it'd be cool just to sit one up front at the arcade, let people try it, mess around with it. Um, and uh, so I thought it was sounded like a great idea. Uh, and uh, we, uh, we put one together uh, out of an old Gottlieb Spider-Man, I believe it was. Uh, it was... No, wow. An old wide body Spider Man that was wow. totally uh, it was gutted out. There was nothing in it, so it was a great candidate for the for the project. Um, it was a very rude, uh, rough uh, prototype for sure, um, <laughs> but it played really nice uh, and people liked it. Um, and then people started asking me if I could do it for them. So, uh, for you know it, I'm on Craigslist scouring for old uh, abandoned pinball cabinets. Uh, to uh, to make these for people. Um, my home theater business was pretty slow at the time. The recession uh, was still kind of in full effect and people weren't buying those toys. But surprisingly, they yeah. wanted to buy pinball machine toys. Not sure why uh, one was better than the other. Uh, but uh, it just kind of snowballed and took off from there. Um, and uh, yeah, But that was kind of the beginning of it. In Cincinnati, are we talking about a lot of homes where it's the typical, you know, there's the basement that's the game room slash home theater kind of situation? Yeah, that was always our target customer in the home theater business. Uh, it's a lot of uh, home audio video. Uh, we do a lot of commercial work, too, uh, you know, where we do stuff for uh, businesses and offices, but mainly the home theater where we'd put a projector and a 120-inch screen and a nice surround sound and all that, and uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we do we still do a lot of that. I, it's a separate business, but I still own that company mm-hmm. and uh, still do a lot of that here in town. The economy here is up a lot and there's a lot of new home building going on so that business is uh doing well again also that's really good so yeah it is especially since i'm kind of a home theater nut myself although i don't have a (laughs) giant uh i I wish that i had the the monster room that was nothing but a home theater um i always each year there's a uh i'm in a pinball league and we go to this one guy's house that lives down right off the beach and he's got a dedicated home theater and this thing probably has a I'm guessing probably about a 20 foot diagonal screen. Uh, he's got full D box seats. Oh, nice. it. it is just nuts. Just crazy. I, I would never leave. It's- <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That stuff that's getting real serious there. Uh, 
you know, yeah. uh, in the trade show industry, there's Cedia, the Consumer Electronic uh, Design Installation Show, just for uh, uh, just for the installers and the uh, you know the business owners, and uh, it's usually in Indianapolis, and uh, they have like the latest and greatest everything. You know, the first OLED screens came out there, you know, Ooh. by Sony and all those guys, and you get to see those screens that are like a millimeter thick and you know pretty nuts yeah. stuff like that. It's really cool stuff coming down the pipe. So you started building these and uh, selling them. What got you the idea of doing different size cabinets? Well, you know, when we started, we were kind of going with whatever we could find. Um, after we okay. uh, started uh, realizing that it was going to turn into what looked like a pretty good business, uh, we uh, got with a, uh, a guy up in Michigan uh, named Greg Butcher. He does a lot of uh, MAME and pinball cabinet designs, and he has a CNC machine, and he cuts them. So we actually got a hold of him and say, hey, man, uh, we're starting to sell these. Will you uh, design and build a custom-sized cabinet for us uh, around our displays? Uh, one thing we didn't like about retrofitting was you kind of had to make trim rings and different things to make the displays fit in the cabinets, um, or you had to decase the displays, and all that stuff just didn't feel like OEM quality to me. So uh, we kind of got together with Greg, and we said, hey, let's build something that fits around the display specifically so that the displays slot in there, and from edge to edge, it looks like a pinball machine, uh, and uh, that's what we did. Uh, and since then, uh, we have our own CNC machine now. We do everything in-house, but uh, Greg stayed on board with us. It does all of our design work, and uh, that's kind of um, how we got into doing different size machines uh you know we have four different uh skew numbers now uh on in our inventory um down to a a mini which is a two-thirds scale machine uh and then our full-size wizard uh is uh basically the size of your traditional uh bally williams or stern machine it's 22 inches wide at the lock bar um and uh has a full-size head uh with a 32 inch display up in the head um uh, Wow. Uh, which also is kind of custom. Uh, a normal Williams size head or, or stern head is not quite wide enough to fit a 32 inch. So in the past, you're forced to drop down to like a 27 or 28 inch, mm -hmm. and then put a bezel around it, which is okay, mm -hmm. but it just didn't look as as the fit and finish wasn't as good. Right. Um, so we actually had Greg design a head just a a, a hair wider than a traditional head uh, that we could slot a 32 inch in, which resulted in a like perfect edge to edge display. It just you know one of the things that we uh, put some extra effort and all of our all of our profits go back into the company to help grow it and design new things uh and so far that's worked really good for us and are you is it a uh, a true dmd or is it also a, a is it a third monitor or how do you work that out we'll do either option um we right now we really like using a uh, a monitor um because it's full color um all of the zen games uh can run in color uh, or different right. colors. Um, you know, in Zen game, if you play a multiplayer, each player is a different color DMD. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and uh, the same with a lot of the new color stuff coming down the pipe. Um, now, that being said, there is a couple of new technologies where there are some full-color D actual DMD displays that are being coded now to work in color with Zen and Pinball Arcade and lots of things. So, you know, be being that we're running a high-end Windows computer like just about any other virtual pinball machine, the options are pretty unlimited. You know, uh, you know we work directly hand-in-hand -hand with our customers most of the time and do just about anything they ask request-wise for custom stuff. So you've got you've made a few of these machines and everything. You realize you want to expand the business, uh, uh, get it known a little bit more. You've been going to trade shows and selling them that way. How did you hear about getting onto Shark Tank? Or where did that idea come? 
Well, you know, my family, uh, we, you know, we've been in business for ourselves for a lot of years, so we've kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit. And I think anybody that, uh, you know, is an aspiring entrepreneur, an entrepreneur loves the show because they are kind of always rooting for the underdog, which is usually the case of, you know, it's kind of, it feels like <laughs> the entrepreneur against the world when you're in front of all those sharks, you know. Uh, and uh, so we're big fans of the show, and uh, we watch it uh, religiously since the beginning. Uh, and uh, so two years ago, um, you know, as we were gaining a little bit of momentum, uh, we applied to be on the show through the internet, uh, which is apparently the toughest way. They have open auditions, which we didn't realize at the oh. time, but we actually just sent in an application on the internet with a little, like, I think a little video snippet or something of what we do. Um, and we actually got a call back like a month later, uh, and uh, we made it through a month or so of interviews. And then they uh, they kind of cut us loose and said, sorry, uh, not, uh, not really what we're looking for this year. So we kind of went on, didn't think anything of it. Well, this past summer, uh, we got a call from the uh, from the Shark Tank people, and they asked us if we'd be interested in applying again. Uh, they'd been following us, and they thought that we might be a good fit for the show. And uh, but it was once again going through the entire process all over again. Oh, uh, which which by the way is uh, I think that alone will test the resolve of most people that feel like they have a good idea. Because uh, I was going to say, is that worse than actually being uh, there in front of them? <laughs> it's, it's a process, you know, and uh, I think they kind of do that on purpose to make sure you're not messing around yeah you know everybody everybody thinks they have a great idea for something but are you willing to uh, give your blood sweat and tears for many months to see it go to fruition so it's a lot of work i'll give that advice to anybody it's worth it totally (laughs) um but it is a lot of work how was it uh i mean you were obviously pretty nervous up there when you were giving your presentation when they open that door for you to walk through is it just like you know pit of your stomach just roiling i mean you don't even know i mean <laughs> uh, so so first off you know you, you you're waiting for everything to get set so you're waiting uh behind the door to, for them to let you go in uh then you go in the door and uh the craziest part is uh when you're in there um the first thing you do is you stand on your mark and they make you stand there for a, a few minutes um <laughs> you can't you can't move and you can't say a word and what they're doing is you know they're just getting all the cameras in place making sure the mics yeah. are working you know just getting everything ready uh to make sure they don't miss anything um so that three minutes felt like an eternity um and then you know <laughs> we were in the tank for about an hour or so the remaining hour felt like about three minutes <laughs> i mean wow so that's how heavily edited it is wow yeah you know i think the average person uh the longer you're in there the better it is i think um because that means they're interested they're engaging with you um if you get in there give them your pitch and uh all of them say they're out in five minutes uh you know then most likely uh you're not going to probably make it on tv um you know because yeah. uh, they really they really want you to engage with them you are in a legitimate business proposition meeting uh it's 100 unscripted uh other than my initial little pitch uh that i kind of stumbled on a little bit uh that's the only thing that you really uh try to plan in advance I, I think they don't want you to go in there and just uh totally just draw a blank so they want you to have some preparation in what you say to pitch to the sharks but after that uh it is totally unscripted and it's back and forth uh and it's five million and billionaires uh shouting questions at you all at the same time (laughs) yeah so no pressure at all oh no none at all no only only the most important people that you've ever looked up to in your whole life (laughs) right so so when you said hey do you want to try the machines i noticed immediately cuban jumped straight up and was like beelining for it i think he i mean he seemed pretty enthusiastic over to get there it was Um, and, and honestly, he's the only, I, I personally, that was the first episode I ever watched. I was like, what? Somebody pinball is on some show I'm watching. So I don't know anybody's name other than Mark Cuban. Gotcha. Um, 
so I referred to him as a uh, old guy, uh, the other pinball guy, uh, the lady, and the guy that wound up buying your uh, or partnering up with you. <laughs> One thing I learned about Mark Cuban is don't call him the cubes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't call him that, but, uh, you know, if you remember the movie Step Brothers with Will Ferrell, you know, uh, at the dinner table, they're talking about going bonita fishing with the cubes and super chef Bobby Flay, you know. And, uh, <laughs> so one person one time went in the tank and called him the cubes, and he just straight went out because they called him that. He didn't like it. So I learned <laughs> call him the cubes. Uh, you can call him Mark. You can call him a lot of things, uh, but not that. Apparently, that's a soft spot for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun, though. So the one guy, uh, you can fill me in on the name, but uh, the guy that said he owned 10 pinball machines. Yeah, Robert Herjavec is his name. Okay, so Robert seemed to really be grilling you about this because he didn't, and in a lot of respects, I find this with guys that are owners of pinball machines, they really have a disdain for those that are into digital pinball. Well, if you remember, did that come across in person no, or no, not really. You know, it, it's all about the editing. Of course, uh, Robert was actually yeah. really intrigued, really interested. Um, you know, what was funny is uh, he played the machine for a while, just like uh, Mark Cuban. They actually had to tell him to sit down because he was like, he wouldn't stop. Uh, he loved it. Um, but, um, but Robert actually, he was a pinball owner. He sat down. And so the words came out of his mouth. So I own 10 pinball machines and literally my stomach just sank. Cause I thought for sure the next thing was <laughs> this isn't real pinball. Um, everybody knows it's not. We're not trying to replace pinball. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, but then the next words out of his mouth made me feel really good. He said, that felt as good or better than any of my pinball machines that I own. Um, and that, awesome. that was left in the show. It was kind of, you know, yeah. a few people were talking, but that made me feel good because, you know, those guys uh, with millions of people watching, it's kind of make or break you. You know, I mean, if all of them said that's horrible, it doesn't feel right, it doesn't play right, that would have been – that could have been the demise of, you know, of my business. So fortunately, him and Mark Cuban both uh, had the same kind of feedback where they said, man, that's phenomenal. It plays great. The feel is good. It, you know, feels great. So that felt good. The rest of the, the pitch, uh, that was at the very beginning. The rest of it went a lot smoother for me because at least I felt like I had – the uh, endorsement that I was looking for, mm -hmm. whether or not I got a deal was yet to be seen. But uh, I, I settled down a little bit after that and kind of got a little more comfortable. That kind of speaks to your build quality then that, you know, just on the touch of it, that it feels like a real cabinet um, rather than something, you know, flimsy and, you know, particle boardish. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we use, uh, we use real hardwood plywood for all of our cabinets. Uh, even our stand up vertigo cabinet, uh, we decided not to use the press wood, even though that's what arcades are usually made out of. Uh, mm. We decided to go against it. Uh, we, we get a pre laminated black uh, part or not part pre laminated black plywood uh, through a distributor. And it's just a really nice finish. We cut it on our CNC machine and uh, it just, nothing really beats uh, the feel of real plywood cabinet. It uh, gives you a, a nice solid cabinet. We, we put a big subwoofer in our pinball machines, and having the solid uh, cabinet definitely helps add to that too. Just uh, helps reinforce the sound and all that, which is good. Now you also have, uh, if I'm not mistaken, solenoids in the cabinet, so that it actually, you know, when pop bumpers are supposedly happening, it, you feel that vibration coming through. Yeah, we have the force feedback kit in our Wizard model, uh, which is our top of the line model. It also is our best seller by far. Uh, and uh, and so there's eight solenoids. There's a shaker motor. There's a real replay knocker in the head. Uh, there's a RGB LED hmm. lights above the playfield that flash. Uh, when they're supposed to flash in the original game, which is cool. Um, so you really, it does kind of really suck you in. Uh, we've got a working plunger and we've got a really cool accelerometer in the cabinet that is a nudge sensor that instead of having to hit buttons for nudge, you can actually shake and tilt the machine and you can see the ball move around and you can get the, you can get the tilt action, the nudge, uh, which is nice. Mm. 
I was looking at the Vertigo because it's a very interesting form factor um, in the design and also quite versatile in the fact you can run standard MAME as well as pin MAME and other pinball sure. uh, systems in it. Is it actually, because of its height and everything, is it actually rather hard to, to tilt that or is that actually not one with an accelerometer in it? Or did they all have yeah, it? So because of how tall it is, it doesn't share the same feel physics-wise of a traditional pinball machine, of course. Um, and we knew that going in. We weren't sure how it would be received. Um, but so far, it's pretty phenomenal. Uh, we can't build those fast enough. Uh, you know, mm. it's, I think, to our knowledge, it's the first vertical machine that will do pinball and classic vertical arcade games. There's tons of really cool main cabinets out there. I'm friends with some of the builders of those. And uh, it seems like there's dozens of guys that build the horizontal main cabinets and you know play 40000 and games have 18 joysticks and four trackballs and spinners and i mean they're they're amazing they're amazing machines but when you go to play your classic vertical they're squashed in to the little center part of the screen so uh you know we thought this would be cool for all the really cool classic vertical games that kind of are coming back nostalgic wise people are loving the donkey kongs the pac-mans galaga's uh frogger cubert and all that cool stuff um, so, um, having the combo of those two so far, you know, that machine is only about eight weeks old. I drew that on a napkin about 10 mm. weeks ago. Um, right. I called, I called, wow. I called Greg. That's why you didn't see it on shark tank. Otherwise, uh, okay. it would have been a really big hit. I think, um, if it was on the mm. show, but, uh, yeah. put it on a napkin 10 weeks ago. Um, I took a picture and sent it to him and I, he's in Michigan. I'm in Ohio. And I said, Hey, draw this for me. I want to cut it. It's been in my head for a few months and I just want to see how it looks and how it works. And, uh, and he actually drove down that Friday to Cincinnati. We sat in the office and we, we drew and we cut, um, two prototypes, put them together the same day. Um, and by the end of the day, we had the guys in the shop messing with them, playing around with them. And we knew we had something pretty cool on our hands. So we took the first batch of them to the Texas pinball festival back in, uh, into February, early March, I think. Uh, and, uh, we sold more than we took and it was just, it was a great show. So we knew we had something cool on our hands. And so far the vertigo may, may turn out to be our best seller here shortly. It's, uh, it's really catching some steam. Yeah. Look now the shark that you paired with was who, uh, with Damon John, uh, who, uh, Damon. who was most famous for being the founder of FUBU, clo the clothing line, urban clothing line back in the nineties. Mm -hmm. Um, right. since, since then he's owned a lot of other clothing businesses. He started getting into some tech businesses, not a lot. Um, but if you watch the show regularly, um, Damon, uh, a lot of times he says he invests in people more than he does their product. Um, and, uh, you know, he said something, uh, to the effect of he appreciated uh, my candor and, uh, you know, just the fact that I, you know, I wasn't afraid to, you know, uh, share my story. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, after, after the fact, when we started to get to know each other, um, you know, he just, uh, you know, he, he told me, he's like, you know, I don't know, uh, what, what we're going to do with this company, but I know that, uh, you know, I'm going to help you and we'll, uh, we'll come up with some cool stuff. And, uh, and he's done exactly that. Uh, we did close our deal, which doesn't happen every time. A lot of times you don't close the deal because it doesn't work out mm -hmm. one way or another. You mm -hmm. shake hands in the tank. Uh, we did close our deal and, uh, man, he's been phenomenal. He has made some introductions to some pretty big license, uh, deals for us that are in, in the works and, uh, some neat stuff that we're really hoping will come together because of his, uh, connections. So let's talk about a little bit about the licensing, because I know that uh, on our uh, pinball fans forum, we were all very surprised that uh, you had Zen licensed into the table, pre-built into it. Yeah. Um, then we were also surprised at the cost of the license. We were like, wow, that's expensive. Um, I'm curious, twofold actually with it. Uh, one, was you licensing Zen 
in order to be able to uh, market it as something different than other virtual pinball cabinet makers out there? Or two, is it because we also noticed that you're going to be putting out coin-op uh, pinball machines? And obviously, if you have Zen licensed, then earning money on it would be acceptable, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, so... You know, we started bugging Zen back in 2013 when it was still just kind of an idea in my garage. Uh, you know, uh, the biggest hurdle with uh, virtual pinball is uh, on the legal side of things. Yeah. You really mm. can't include the ROMs for all the, the visual pinball stuff and the future pinball stuff. Um, so uh, we wanted something where we could say, hey, you know, we're building this high-quality product. Uh, we'd like some really awesome high-quality games. And uh, if you've played Zen, the Zen games, their graphics are second to none. I mean, they're phenomenal. And their physics engine is refined more and more every year. It's pretty awesome yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, so we started bugging them, and it took a while to get through to them. But finally uh, – Comic-Con 2013 was coming up, and we got a call from them, and they said, hey, Microsoft called us, and they want us to be in their main booth area to show off Pinball FX2. And we thought, man, your machines would be way cooler than putting them on a, a TV screen. Right. So I yeah. said, yeah. I said, I'm down. How many do you want? When when can I send them? Where can I send them? <laughs> uh, you get invited to you get invited to Comic-Con, you don't ask questions. You just say, yes, no. thank you. <laughs> uh, so we built a, a machine. Uh, it debuted at Comic-Con uh, with, uh, with their product on it, with the Pinball FX2. Um, it was in Microsoft's uh, gaming. Uh, they rented a whole hotel uh, you know, area off-site. Off it was right next to the convention center. And that was the same year they were, they were launching and introducing the, the new Xbox. Um, and we okay. literally had we had lines, 20 and 30 people deep to try this game out. Um, and it, it really helped us. And from then, we just started establishing a good working relationship with Zen. We sent machines to 2014 Comic-Con that were Walking Dead branded for the Walking Dead game. Um, mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. sent machines. Uh, the producer of the Walking Dead, Galen Hurd, has one of our machines in her house. Uh, Robert Kirkman Studios there has a machine. Uh, so we've just made some great connections through Zen, and uh, finally we worked out, uh, you know, a license agreement to where we could officially have all the cabinet support with the DMD screen and you know uh, the backlash screens and all that, um, with the hopes and goal of trying to get uh, a coin op license. Uh, now that mm -hmm. is a whole different license, of course. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but that's our goal. Is we would just love to you know to be able to we'd love to get pinball back into Dave and Buster's and Chuck E. Cheese. You know they took pinball away because the, the maintenance was so high. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and that's one of the reasons we built the Vertigo as well. Because if you go to if you go to like Chuck E. Cheese or Dave and Buster's these days, you see a lot of uh, vertical oriented games. Tons of them. Mm -hmm. They don't take up a lot of floor space, and the kids love them, and the adults love them, and uh, their ticket redemption. And we feel that we could take that Vertigo in some shape or form and turn it into a ticket redemption sort of uh, pinball game that you can still hit the ball, flip on the flippers, win some tickets, uh, and uh, and try to uh, sneak our way back into these establishments where they normally kind of reject pinball these days one of the uh questions that a lot of people were having in regards to the machines already being preloaded with zen is okay so you buy the machine it's got all these zen tables now a new zen table comes out is it now you're on your own for purchasing whatever further tables come out or is that part of the initial purchase price i'm assuming because since you have a pc in and it's wi-fi compatible it's just a matter of downloading steam and boom where you're where you go so, so we've set it all up for them with the initial, like basically our agreement is whatever tables are currently available out there uh, through, you know, through Zen, uh, we include all those tables. Uh, okay. And, and then when a new table comes out, the end user uh, just, uh, they pay the three bucks or the $10 for the three pack or whatever it ends up being. Right. Um, 
for the tables. Like Aliens just came out like the week four last, uh, and I think it's ten bucks for the three pack. That, those are pretty phenomenal tables. By they're the way. my favorite. Yes. They're my favorite yes, of all the ten are. tables. I love very them. good. They're incredible. The fact that they were, are using Sigourney Weaver's real voice and clips yep. from the movie. Yep. I mean, you know, I'm 40 years old, so I was a kid when the first Alien movie came out, but I just remember growing up, me and my brother would sneak and watch it, you know, because uh, I don't think mom and dad really want us to watch it as <laughs> kids. But uh, it was uh, just it's such a great movie, and it's just really cool. Zen has this incredible ability to license these amazing titles, and they make them pretty darn quick, too. You know, I mean, they're on, like, game 65 or so. I mean, that's yeah. pretty nuts. It is. You, uh, in your frequently asked questions, I know people have asked, uh, obviously you're able to run, uh, visual pinball, uh, future pinball. And then somebody asked specifically about, uh, the pinball arcade. And you mentioned that you're using the no X mod, I believe to run the cabinet mode. We don't, you know, we don't include the no X mod. It's uh, we don't have a license for that, but, uh, mm -hmm. the no X mod is a free mod anyways. Yes. So the end user can easily go grab it. Um, it will auto position and rotate the DMD, um, and all that good stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a shame that, uh, pinball arcade wasn't able to kind of nail down a cabinet, uh, deal. Um, you know, they were working, uh, with virtue pin, one of our competitors, um, yeah. on a cabinet deal. Um, and I was, I was rooting for that to happen to, to work. You know, I mean, that's, I think that's good for the whole community just to have more options, um, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure all the details on why that didn't happen. Um, you know, uh, I tried to reach Our theory out. is the new Stern app. Yeah. Well, that Stern, Stern know, doesn't want a, a, virtual, I, a virtual pinball cabinet. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we wanted to get into that or not, but that's probably my theory, too. Um, you know, uh, so yeah. and, and that's fine. I mean, I, I think for the betterment of, uh, of the virtual pinball games, it's awesome that there's going to be some new Stern games out there. Yes. Um, you know, um, and, uh, you know, it also gives Stern the ability if they ever wanted to get into the space. I'm sure they could. You know, I mean, uh, we try to we try to stay as, as close as we can with uh, with some. We have some friends there. Um, and I think you're right. I think their main thing is uh, they just uh, want, don't want them to easily get out to where uh, they could be sold in cabinets where they're currently still selling a brand new off the floor game. You know, they, you don't they're not wanting to see those floating around in cabinets like ours. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, and who knows, depending on the success that uh, uh, you guys are able to show, especially with having all the Zen tables, it might just be one of those things where, you know, a year or two down the line, they're like, hey, you know what? It does make sense. It's not hurting us to have these, you know, you know, out and available in digital form. It's only helping. I, I hope so, because my honest opinion about it is, uh, and if you talk to pinball guys, I think they feel the same way. I don't think anybody in the pinball community feels uh, like threatened, like virtual pinball is going to be some competition with traditional no. pinball. Um, I think what it does, though, I have a lot of customers that have bought a machine from me, and they'll say, man, I downloaded and tried out this certain, certain game, and uh, it made me go buy it because I yep, love yeah. it so much. And I feel I feel like if people could try um, some of the newer Stern games, uh, it's not going to stop them from going and buying it. Um, if it does, then they probably weren't uh, traditional pinball customers anyways. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think it would be good, honestly, uh, if that was ever a possibility. I think if they ever realized that, I think it'd be a great partnership. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Jared, I'm sure you have some technical questions. Uh, why don't you lob any of those at uh, <laughs> Brad that you want to? Let me get a drink and get yeah. ready here. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of them have actually been covered. Um, I think it, overall, I think the discussion sort of flowed into some of the stuff I was thinking of. Um, but uh, I noticed that if you do want to emulate um, pinball machines rather than using the the included Zen uh, pinballs, you do need to upgrade the PC because there's a bit of extra cost with uh, emulation. 
Now that is only on the Vertigo okay. model. Um, the uh, all, all the other pinball cabinet style models are ready to. Uh, they have enough computer and graphics power. Um, when we launched the Vertigo, it originally was designed as a FX2 and Classic Mame only, which neither are very much of a graphics hog. Right. So we can run those on. We run those on a GT730 video card, which is pretty good in its own yeah. right, but it's not quite enough. You know, if you're running visual pinball, you kind of want to run like a 960. Mm-hmm. 970-ish card um, from NVIDIA. Um, so uh, so what we did is with the uh, Vertigo, uh, we just gave an option for the folks that did want to emulate the classic pinball stuff on the Vertigo. Uh, we just have a PC upgrade. We wanted to keep the initial cost down for people that just love uh, the, uh, you know, the Zen mm-hmm. games, uh, but uh, also give the option for folks that wanted to just have it all in there. So that's the only one that really needs the upgrade. You really can't argue with the price of the Vertigo because, you know, as an end consumer, if I just wanted this for my games room or something like that, you have three three and a half grand or thereabouts even with a few upgrades thrown in is a very very reasonable entry point for the cabinet so um the the other thing i was thinking of with the vertigo too as i was looking at the the design you got up on the website the the marquee where you would traditionally have the dmd does that actually support um like say you've got like a, a a game mylar that you could download would that actually support um displaying that you know like the sort of things you typically see on the top of um, games advertising what they are. Oh yeah, is that what that's for? Absolutely, it is. If you look, um, there's a couple videos on the Vertigo sales page. If you look, you'll see uh, I've got one that features FX2, and of course during FX2 games, it shows the DMD mm-hmm. up there, um, which was our initial reason to have that. Um, and and then just as a byproduct, when we started trying out some of the classic main stuff on there, we realized that there's already tons of digital marquees available. Um, so we, uh, we, we tried a couple of the marquees and sure enough, I mean, it's really cool byproduct to see the marquee of the game, uh, that you're playing up above on that top screen. It's that pretty is awesome. pretty sweet. I love that sort of integration. You really have thought of all the details with these cabinets. It's really impressive. I also like the fact that when you were talking about like the design challenges you were having with trying to retrofit this technology into standard cabinets, I really like the, the approach you took of going, well, instead of trying to do that, why don't we actually look at the technology and fit the technology to the design and i think that's really really nice we got a little we got a little flack from the pinball community uh at first because we took um we took a standard pinball width um just for the simple fact of uh there's readily available lock bars and the coin doors and all that uh pretty standard Mm -hmm. size um so uh you know we we decided to shorten the machine um by about three and a half inches uh from a traditional length of a traditional pin um and uh, the reason for that is we didn't want to see any big like uh gaps at the front or the back of the of the display mm. um you know because a standard pin cab if you squeeze a 40 inch display in it which is what we use uh 40 inches the closest to actual size of a real pinball play field that you can get it, it is the closest to replicating um uh, a traditional size play field. So when you shove that in there, you either are stuck with making some, you know, goofy little uh, light blocking space up front and putting some artwork on it or shoving it against the back. And we didn't like either of those options. So we redesigned the machine to shorten it a little bit. Uh, and it is, so if you sit an extra traditional pin, it's a few inches shorter, but it really uh, kind of embodies what we're all about. And that, like you said, uh, Jared is to take the technology uh, and wrap it around, uh, wrap the machine around it, because we're not really trying to replace the pinball machine. We're trying to put our own new spin on so, it. So yeah, I I totally agree. It's it's the right way to go. So with the um the back box, I know with the all the actual pinball form factor machines, you've actually got two um, video card heads, one for the back box and one for the actual um, monitor in the cabinet itself. 
Um, so with the um, the back box um, uh, screen and everything, is it? I noticed there's like a it looks like a a polycarbonate sort of shield where the speakers and um, the DMD would sit. Um, so behind all that, you've actually got the monitor sort of doing the the, the DMD component basically from the monitor itself. So basically that's all masked behind the speaker panel and you're seeing like a little cutout of the, the video screen where it should be. Um, yeah, and, you know, that's not a technology that we invented. Um, you know, that's kind of been floating around. What we did is we took a 15.6-inch mm. display um, and uh, – and, and we basically cut out the dimensions of a traditional DMD display, and the rest of the display is hidden. And the, the nice thing about pretty much all the virtual pinball platforms now is you get the ability to size your DMD to fit mm. your display. Um, so uh, we kind of did it that way, and it works really good, and the customers like it a lot because they get the full-color options. Um, plus, it makes it a lot easier. You know, DMD displays are kind of yeah. pricey, uh, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, – <laughs> and they they tend to have problems that with the LED panels and stuff going out on them. Um, so, um, you know, a, a traditional LCD display, you know, that's designed for a laptop or whatever it would be, those things are pretty bulletproof and are designed to last that's forever. Right, yeah. um, and, cheap, and, yeah. uh, and, and we really – yeah, and they're inexpensive. Um, and what we do is uh, our new cabinets, we decided to angle the, the DMD panel, similar to what the newer Sterns are doing. Um, we do it a little bit differently, but we angle the panel to where, uh, you know, when it gives you the best possible contrast and view of that yeah. display. So it really gives you a great contrast, a great view of the display. Um, and, uh, you know, it angles the sound directly to the listener. Uh, we put a pretty rocking sound system in our pin cabs. It sounds pretty beefy. Uh, I think probably, <laughs> like I was looking at the specs. Um, well, our, up, our upgraded sound package is probably the loudest pinball machine on the planet. It's a 1,000-watt <laughs> amplifier uh, with a, an 8-inch sub and two 6.5-inch coaxial head speakers. Um, and uh, it can. Uh, we have a lot of customers that use it as a jukebox because you can run MP3s <laughs> it on it. Amazing. Just because you want to remind people of what your other business is. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's fantastic because like, it could actually quite be – it could be like a centerpiece to your games room where you could actually put it into juke yeah. mode and it would just work fine. I think that's yep. great. If you're having a party, if you're having a party, throw the jukebox mode on, um, and uh, you know, throw Pandora on, or throw your Spotify on, or something, and uh, and let it. You know, I mean, you bought the machine to be multi-purpose and multifaceted, mm -hmm. so why not get as much out of it as you can? That's kind of our theory, exactly. you know. I mean, so far people have been willing to pay a little extra to be able to uh, do more cool stuff with yeah, their machine. Yeah, absolutely. Are you looking at uh, exploiting any of the new uh, like? Going 4K or using OLED screens, uh, anything of that nature, do you feel that that's going to wind up being a component in your future, or is that kind of not necessary for what you're doing? Well, you know, being in the industry, you know, 4K is definitely slowly taking over. It's getting it's getting faster now, um, but uh, there's not really any games right now that benefit from the 4K in the pinball world. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, the second thing is right now, and to be completely honest, the the four Ks that we've played around with, um, they really uh, they're they're kind of slow. Uh, you know, there's so much going on that in order for it to downscale the four K to 1080p um, or 720p, whatever the game is native playing at, um, the processor in there is slows down the the to the point where you get some lag and some delay. Yeah. 
And that's the that's the biggest like when we started this whole thing, the hardest part was getting uh, the delay and the leg out of the system. Um, and the last thing we want to do is reintroduce that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, the 1080p stuff is is as good as it needs to be for the pinball platform now. Um, now, you know, as 4K develops and those processors get faster and faster, um, I'm sure there'll be um, a, a demand for that someday. And I'm sure that Zen, they're always ahead of the game. I mean, I, I'm sure there's going to be a time where they make some ridiculously cool 4K game or something um and if that ever happens and of course we would uh, look into that but uh you know right now the enemy of virtual pinball machines are smart tvs and slow processors because <laughs> they just slow everything down um a lot have you guys thought about uh with obviously with vr coming in uh and especially zen having just put out their uh version of vr pinball uh, farsight's working on theirs um I'd seen somebody had built a full-size, you know, uh, four-legged cabinet, basically, to be able to do pinball. Is that something that you guys might approach where you actually make it so that the computer is all in there and all you're doing is just plugging in your headset and boom, away you go? Uh, we actually have a pretty cool little prototype that we've been working on. Uh, we did see uh, Zen first shared that post uh, right after they launched the, yeah. the VR stuff. And there was a um, a guy or a company, not a company, I think it was just an individual, like a uh, a blogger or a writer. And he took some like uh, cardboard and then fashioned it. Yeah, that's the one we posted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was, I was pretty... I was pretty uh, blown away by it, and uh, so again, I called Greg and I said, "Hey, Greg, check this out. Uh, I think this could be a, something cool t- uh, to be able to, you know, for a few reasons. One, you could use it for VR. Yeah. Two, two, um, for someone that just is really tight on space or budget, you could literally vertically hang a display on the wall, mm-hmm. and you could stand there and you could play games. And with the ability to have a joystick and buttons on the top, it could be similar to our Vertigo, where you can uh, play uh, vertical arcade games at the same time. Uh, you could even have that display if you're really creative." swivel and you could turn it horizontal to play your horizontal main stuff if you really wanted to mm-hmm. as well um so um you know there's definitely i think i think there's a market for it you know the uh vr market is still super niche yeah, you know yeah. what i mean it, it's, yeah, if it's pinball the, is niche that makes vr exceedingly yes, niche super <laughs> niche um so fortunately, we already have all the components to make that. It, it's the the development costs are really low because we literally just redesigned the front foot and a half or two feet mm-hmm. of a pinball cabinet, put four legs on it, and uh, you can do one of two ways. You can either jam a really high end computer in it, which to run VR you really need some beefy yeah, uh, yeah. horsepower, um, or to even cost less. There's a if you're into VR, that means you have the rig already to run it. So why not just have a few USBs coming out of that sucker so you can plug it into your existing uh, rig? And then and then you're talking a really inexpensive product that has some cool graphics on it, a fake coin door on it, uh, all the buttons you want, a plunger maybe, and all that stuff. Uh, I think it's cool. Um, you know, with the Shark Tank exposure, um, right now we're just uh, trying to keep our heads above water. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the the orders have been coming in like crazy, and then not to mention emails. Uh, we've I can't – hundreds and hundreds of emails that we are still responding to, which is phenomenal. I mean – a lot of it's turning into new customers and good business, so we're grateful for it. But uh, right now we're focusing on producing product, uh, and then uh, some more R&D will come here probably in a few weeks when we slow down a little. Well, I'm glad to hear that, though. I'm glad that you guys are thinking uh, beyond what is available because that's that's certainly exciting. I know that we, being Pinball Arcade fans, it's we've been begging for a true just even controller, you know, that we could put in front of our, you know, desktops or, you know, plug your phone into and be able to actually slap it. And it's like, nobody has anything of that. That's even remotely affordable. Um, So I'm, I'm kind of got a keen eye on you guys and uh, seeing where you go from here. You mentioned that you were so far basically uh, 
only on the the East Coast that you were trying to work your way West Coast. Is that when, in terms of the trade shows? Yeah, we do have customers towards the West Coast, but we have uh, done a really good job of infiltrating uh, uh, as many shows as we can. We do 12 to 15 pinball and arcade trade shows a year. Um, you know, we uh, we go as far. We're in Cincinnati. We go as far as the Texas Pinball Festival, which is probably one of the best in the industry. If, if you're into pinball, that is the show to go to, in our opinion. We've seen most all of them, uh, and they put on an amazing show. Um, and then, you know, we do all, all the big shows, you know, Chicago, two in Pennsylvania, a couple in Ohio. Uh, there's Louisville. Uh, there, man, there's, we do a couple uh, Comic-Con type conventions. Uh, we've done E3 a couple times uh, uh, out West. Actually, our only saturation that shows out West is uh, I say only they're probably the biggest ones ever is Comic-Con and E3, which is great. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, we really do want to try to get more ex- exposure and get our faces out West. Now that, now that we've been on the show, a lot of West Coasters have seen us, and yeah. they've been calling us, where can I go play one? And uh, it stinks to say we don't have any distributors quite that far out West yet, um, but it's all part of the growing process. Uh, you know, if I all of a sudden in one day had 100 distributors, I wouldn't be able to supply them with what they needed anyway. Yeah. So we kind of got to just build it, you know, build it up as we go. Um, but uh, we, we'd love to get to some of the big pinball shows out in the West Coast. There's a ton of pinballers out there and just a ton of retro arcade gamers out there, too. They just love that to get was, out there. That uh, was probably the, the next question I had. What happens if someone down under would like one of these? But I'd imagine that's not even remotely on your horizon yet because <laughs> I'm from Australia. Oh, so. Uh... No, no, that's uh, – I couldn't tell at all, by the way. <laughs> Um, no, we've actually shipped machines to, um, uh, I haven't, we've got re- inquiries about Australia. I think your import taxes are kind of yes, high, are. um, but, uh, <laughs> we, we've, we've shipped machines to the Netherlands, to Europe, um, to, uh, New Zealand, I believe. Uh, we, so we have done some international freight. Um, I can, I'm, I'm gladly and able to send a machine to Australia. The trickiest part is just uh, the freight's not too terrible. I mean, it's uh, if we do air freight, it's you know probably twelve hundred bucks US or so. so but uh, the import taxes, from what I hear, from, from what I hear, is where where you'll get hit you get pretty slugged, hard. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're we're not very good. This is why we pay so much for actual pinball machines like Stern's down here. I think they they're retailing at the moment for about yeah. thirteen thousand Australian for a, a limited edition or like a. a just a premium right right a premium yeah. what's the exchange like so how much is thirteen thousand versus us dollars? Um, well you guys what's the msrp on a uh uh premium at the moment chris it's about eight on eight thousand eight yep eight so you're yeah, getting gouged yeah, pretty yeah. bad i mean it's mostly exchange rate down here at the moment wow but uh yeah wow. it's, uh, it's pretty brutal <laughs> Well, yeah, hey, I, can, uh, I can easily, for 13000 I can easily get you a machine over there. That's with, no problem. With, a, with a lot of more games on it than just a standalone stand table. <laughs> Put whatever you want on it, yeah. That's right. There you go. I was wondering, how That's long right. does it actually take you to turn around one of the cabinets? Like, say you've got a wizard. How long would it take to actually assemble and get that ready to ship? The wizard's got a lot going on in it because of all the solenoids, and we've got dedicated control boards that do, uh, you know, do all the force feedback. Um, so, you know, it's taken a while for us to get a great assembly process down for the wizard. But now we're making custom pre-made wiring harnesses that drop in, which is oh, great. Good. We're making user serviceable parts that that swap out. Um, so, you know, we can we can get multiple machines out the door in any given day. Um, but the wizard, from start to finish, is from the time the cabinet's cut to the time it goes out the door. Um, 
you know, if we had nothing else at all going on um, with a staff of, you know, four or five guys, it's still a, a few days worth of uh, man hours of labor to get a wizard out mm. the door. Um, it's hard to pinpoint exactly because we do it in an assembly process now where we'll build a batch of 20 cabinets and they'll go to graphics and get graphics and they'll go to electronics, get electronics. Um, so, you know, we try to stay ahead of it that way. Um, but if I had to guess, you know, there's probably 40 to 50 uh, man hours, individual man hours of labor just to get a wizard put that's together. A lot. Um, whereas it is a lot. So, and that's part of the reason the machine is, is kind of expensive. I yeah. mean, it's, you know, American labor isn't, isn't cheap. No. Um, but we, I mean, we're, we're really proud that we build our machines here in the U.S. Uh, you know, I'm proud that we hire, you know, that we employ seven guys uh, and uh, are able to give them jobs. Uh, and uh, they really love working with us. Uh, so that's, uh, as a business owner, um, you know, that's one of the things that I'm most proud of is uh, that uh, I've been able to give some guys jobs, have some fun while we're doing it. Uh, and, uh, you know, it is time consuming, but our vertigo has a potential where there's so much less going on with the manufacturing of it. Um, you know, uh, the, I think the other day, for example, one of my guys was pretty proud. Uh, he, uh, he by himself, uh, was able to, uh, get five vertigos standing up, stickered, graphicked with computers and everything in just waiting for programming. Jeez, so that's um, so they, they have, uh, yeah, they, I mean, they have the ability, um, to, uh, now that was uh, that was probably if I'm given credit, it was probably really two guys because one guy was actually assembling the cabinets and the other guy was doing the the, the finish work and getting them ready for uh, to the final programming stages. But I came down from my office and uh, saw that and I was like, man, this is exciting. Uh, we're finally getting in a good rhythm. Uh, it's a brand new product for us, so it's taken a while to get a good assembly rhythm together with the Vertigo. But we see some great potential for it to be able to be more mass produced uh, and uh, you know and easier to uh, to get uh, start to finish out the door for customers that's very good so brad if people want to uh purchase one of these uh tell us how they can go ahead and do that cool so the easiest way is just go to virtualpinball.com uh uh we scored that uh url a couple months ago um it was, we, i've been trying to get that sucker for a few years and we finally <laughs> were able whoever whoever secretly owned it we were able to acquire that domain before shark tank because i knew if they saw shark tank the price on that sucker was going to go through the roof <laughs> um so, uh, uh, so virtualpinball.com is our is our web address. Uh, you can order straight from the site. Uh, you can also, of course, uh, just send us an email or uh, contact us through the site. Uh, we are here all the time. Uh, most people have questions about these. Most people don't drop four to eight grand without asking a few questions. Yeah, we understand that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, we're probably one of the few uh, guys doing this that uh, has a, a toll-free tech support line that's pretty much from morning to night. Uh, our tech guy answers and helps people with any problems they're having. So uh, we do our best to make sure once you get your game, uh, you tell your friends about it because word of mouth is the best form of advertising anyway. Absolutely. Well, fantastic. We wish you nothing but the best of luck. Uh, really, you spent way more time than I ever expected that you would. Uh, you've been a fantastic <laughs> yes. guest for us. This is a, I don't have to talk about anything else for the rest of the podcast, Jerry. Hey, you don't I, have to hear I about my car. About, I love talking about pinball. I love talking about virtual <laughs> pinball. And I, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's great. Hey, anytime you want to come back, if you got any other kind of uh, cabinet you want to pitch, just yeah. uh, feel free. To, well, we'd cool. be more well, than happy to talk to you. Maybe when we get the new coin-op stuff rolling, we'll come back on and chat oh, about yeah, that. Be great. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Brad. See you later, Brad. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Well, like I said, now Adam or now Jared, you don't have to hear about uh, my my car buying no, experience. I think we, I think we put it in the bag. <laughs> that that pretty much filled up an entire podcast. Yeah, thanks to Brad. Yeah. That was yeah, incredibly absolutely. interesting. Absolutely. I'm I'm very interesting. I'm very excited for the fact that uh, they that there's thought processes of going for even other approaches to this. I think there's obviously a lot of good ideas rolling around there and uh, be exciting to see where yeah, it goes. Absolutely. I think there's 
this is the beginning of many great things um, for VP Cavs because it's, you know, I think virtual pinball is just going to keep on growing. I think it's going to grow with the, this resurgence of regular pinball. Yeah. Um, the... and, and I'm really hopeful that, that the Stern app winds up being a good thing for Stern so that, uh, like Brad was saying, that then maybe they'd be more open to a cabinet, a virtual cabinet experience. Because, yeah, if you bought a virtual cabinet and you had it in your house, odds are you're going to be so bitten by the bug that you're like, I can't stand it. I need a real yeah, one. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so <laughs> it's... Like if you were, let's put it this way. If you're going to drop, in my case, you know, 12 or 13 grand on something like this, like, you would be going, well, why stop there? <laughs> you know, really, it's great. Well, because now you would have now you'd have a cabinet that has yeah sixty plus games if you're just using the Zen machines. Yeah. Well, right. So you've got your variety there, but now you've you've gotten the taste. Mm. You you want to feel what the real thing you know and have that sitting next to it. So yeah, it's it's a gateway drug. Yeah, totally, <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> and I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, hey, let's uh, let's wrap this up as we normally do. Would you like a T-shirt? Of course you would. You can go ahead to represent.com forward slash blockade dash shirt. You may buy a uh, T-shirt of the blockade. Show your support for our podcast. If you would like to talk to us on Twitter, hit Jared up at Jared Morgs. Hit myself up at Shut Your Traps. Most importantly, though, follow the show at Blockade. Beyond that, if you have any questions that you would like us to address, if you have uh, ideas for shows that you would like us to uh, to talk about, drop us a line at blah blah blockade at gmail.com. Yes. 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 I think I, I think that's the first time I've gotten through all of that, Jared, without stumbling. Yeah. You should just script it. Um <laughs> we should just like have a running script and you read that. All right, right. Now it's time to read the social medias and the t shirts. So we're gonna do that now. <laughs> That or I should just record it for once and just and let you drop it, drop it as well, we a bumper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking of mixing things up a bit as far as how we actually do ads and stuff um, as well, which uh, could sort of add a bit of variety in between the middle of the podcast. So yeah, we did get mm, feedback. Variety. We, get, we got some feedback about how things are going and what the podcast is doing for people. And it's kind of nice to actually hear that. Um, you know, it actually lifts people yeah, up. Yeah, we, li we like the interaction, yeah. people. We do like it's it. It's really good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, keep it coming. Tell us what you think. And uh, be sure to stop by every Saturday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, if you're in Australia, it's uh, 8, 8 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> um, in the future. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, then you can then you can watch the uh, podcast happen live. You can go ahead and interact with us with uh, questions. And then you can... Uh, Go ahead and download us on Tuesdays when the actual podcast drops. Yeah. All right. With that, we are out of here. We will see you all again next week. Thanks for listening. See you Bye -bye. later. Wizardamusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own the table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.